0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Will Scaff. The coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, affects everyone socially and financially. Small businesses across the nation are being affected, but this podcast will be focused in my home base in Northwest Ohio. Northwest Ohio is a small community filled with friendly people who look after each other. Workers are often paid low wages, particularly in service sectors and government jobs. Although Northwest Ohio is inexpensive compared to the coasts and other large cities in the Midwest, most workers in Northwest Ohio cannot fund large cash reserves to support them in difficult times. With so many people similarly situated, a network of support including food banks, goodwills, and Toledo-specific industries such as Toledo Groves and Cherry Street Mission support the needy. Employers feel an obligation to their employees. however current situations due to the global pandemic make these obligations challenging. Each episode, I will be speaking with locals who are involved in all sectors of work to see how their realm is affected by COVID-19. Today, I will be speaking with local restaurant owner Jeff Kyes. Jeff Kyes is a restaurant entrepreneur creating and running several restaurants in the area, including one of my favorites, which is Fifth Street Pub. I'm excited to hear how the restaurant community is being affected by this virus. Here is Jeff. How are you today?
1: Well, I'm pretty good.
0: Pretty good. That's good. Have you been into Fifth Street Pub at all?
1: Oh, I'm here right now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Every day is like opening a brand new restaurant all over again.
0: Oh, I bet.
1: Yeah, you got to figure out all kinds of gimmicks to get people to come in and
0: or call nowadays.
1: (laughs) Not come in, but call.
0: Are you like providing takeout or something?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we do um, do curbside takeout. So, yeah, the day they announced all this, um, we had to switch to 100% carryout and which caused extreme dilemmas for Fifth Street Pub. I own two restaurants, Fifth Street Pub and Lucky's Bar and Grill. And Fifth Street Pub is a Neapolitan-style Italian eatery and more of a sit-down, dine-in kind of place. And then Lucky's is kind of sports bar, kind of food, um, wings, burgers, that kind of stuff. And we've learned through all this that Lucky's food is much more built for carry out than fifth street is (laughs) fifth street's more of a dining experience where you come in and you know the kitchen's open you see a bunch of chefs in there working and we have a wood-fired pizza oven and you know the ambience of Fifth Street has a lot to do with why people come here all the time so we have to kind of reinvent this menu all the time trying to figure out ways to get people to get it to carry out so which i mean relatively speaking to everybody else, I think most restaurants have dropped down to 30% of what their normal sales were. And we're at 50% of what our normal sales were. So I think we're a little better than most, but still a huge, a huge hit for sure. Oh yeah. That's that's quite a bit. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot.
0: And go ahead. ahead.
1: Have your employees
0: suffered at all? I'm sorry. Have your employees had to suffer at all?
1: Oh, yeah. So, the day they announced this, we laid off 70% of our workforce. Oh, my um, Yeah, mostly, because, like, I could have waited a couple of days to see what was happening, but I kind of – I've been trying to stay ahead of this whole thing, you know? So, I just spend all day long studying it, trying to stay ahead of the curve. But um, – so, the day they announced all this stuff, we laid off 70% of the workforce because my thought process was there's going to be so many people – that are going to be laid off in the restaurant business that they're never going to be able to get through to get their unemployment. So I wanted my folks to be the first ones on the phone or on the computer trying to get it. So the second they they announced it, which we kind of felt that it was coming. So we'd already had a plan in the back of our heads about what we were going to do. But the second they announced it, I had to you know let 70% of the workforce go. And some of them still haven't. I mean, that was, That was over two weeks ago now, and I would say only about 20% of those people have actually gotten uh, an answer back on their unemployment. 80% of them are still, they get booted off, they can't get through, they're told, uh, um, they're told like, they have a problem with your paperwork or they're denied, which is strange. <laughs> so it's been a rough go for them for sure.
0: What kind of people were protected?
1: What kind of um, people were protected? Yeah,
0: what kind of workers did you not lay off?
1: Well, we had a meeting. I think it was the day before wine shut the restaurants down. We had a meeting with – you know, in all restaurants, there's kind of a core group of people that make the restaurant run on the day-to-day basis that are the real backbone of it. So I had a meeting with all those people, and I said, look, everybody in this room today is – if they shut the restaurants down, these are the – you guys are the ones that are going to stay. And unfortunately – if you don't see friends of yours sitting here next to you that work in this company, it's because they're just not part of that main backbone that makes the place run day in and day out. Now everybody of course contributes and makes the place run, but take away 50% of the sales and you can really, you need a whole lot less staff. So the the bare essentials. So the people that were protected, I guess, were managers, um, are really our strongest workers, you know, people that are dedicated yeah. to get the place, people that are working forty hours a week. You know, the restaurant business has a lot of part-time people, a lot of people. It's just you know, it's just a job for them while they're in school or whatever. That's you know, most people, but a lot of people, it's their main job and it's what they do for a living. So those were the people that were kept.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So, fifty percent of your sales. Um, how long do you think you continue, can continue that before you have to close doors or something like that? Oh, it's hard
1: to say since this is only the second week of it. But like we found, we ran some numbers, and we actually ran, um, because our staff has cut down so much, payroll is one of your biggest expenses you have in a restaurant. But since we cut our staff so much, you know, our payroll number shrunk and it shrunk relative to the amount of sales that we're doing. So we're not doing too bad at the moment. Um, Things that are going to kind of bite us, I think, are, like thank God they put off payroll taxes and quarterly estimate taxes, that kind of stuff. They put that off till July, I think which those are huge bills that there's no way we could do the business now and that we're doing now and make those payments, you know? Yeah. So, I think the way, if, if things continue the way they are right now, and we're pretty good, we're sitting pretty good until July because, you know, all those big payments have been pushed off till then. And, you know, at least one of my locations, I have a really good landlord who's working with me and he's going to give me a little time, like a little breather on the rent this month mainly so I can kind of go through a month of this and see where I am, see what kind of business we're doing. You know, it's kind of hard to tell just off of two weeks of it. And as people get sicker out in the world, I would suspect that sales are going to drop, you know, Ohio's kind of, especially our part of Ohio's kind of, you know, not getting hit like a lot of other places are, but it's coming. And, you know, Perrysburg in particular, I'm sure that once we get a few cases in Perrysburg, the Perrysburg people will really not go outside at all. <laughs> you know, so I I think we, we are in a, we're at fifty percent business now. It, it's gonna it's gonna dry up from there too. You know, we've had two weeks straight of fifty percent of our original business and I'll bet you when they say they're I think they're forecasting our peak to be like somewhere early to mid-May, and at that point, you know, we may not even be open at that point, mainly because at some point you have to make a decision. Are you, you know, you want to stay open as long as you can to try to make sure there's a business for people here to come back to after this is all over. But on the other hand, you don't want to keep exposing your people to getting sick. Which, you know, even our, even though the customers are coming and they're staying out in their cars and we're running their food out to their cars, you're still getting in close proximity to tons of people day in and day out, you know? Yeah. And at some point as a business owner, you've got to kind of decide, all right, we need to shut down for a little while, let the you know, let the worst part of this blow over before and then we'll come back when you know, when we're on the when the number of people getting it is going down and down and down, that's when you want to come back. So I'm guessing at some point, I would think maybe in uh, late April, I would would suspect that we'll probably close and we'll close from anywhere from two weeks to a month just because that's going to be the start of the worst time for our area and, you know, Mm -hmm. people's, health isn't worth staying open for but if i can stay open as long as i can up until that point and i can save every dime i can get <laughs> so I'm yeah right because you know when you open back up that's going to be a heck of an investment to open when you open back up you've got to restock everything you know? especially the way the restaurant works is like the two weeks you're in now all the money you're making the two weeks you're in now are paying for the two weeks that came before now there's like a two-week delay and everything. So when we close down, we'll have 2 weeks where we're not open, not bringing in any money, but there's 2 weeks of bills from the previous 2 weeks still coming in. And then it's the same when you reopen. When you reopen, you have to restock everything. You have to get, you know, payroll up and going again and it, you know, it's going to be a considerable investment just to get reopened again. You know, tens of thousands of dollars I would assume. So it's not, you know, if you didn't, if you didn't have to close down. You shouldn't, because that money coming in is is going to be super vital. But, you know, I think for the healthier people, you're just going to have to when it starts getting really bad like that. Their mental health, at least, <laughs> you know, it's scary enough right now watching the news. I can't imagine when it's the first of May and all those scary stories that are happening in New York. You're hearing about in your own town. You know? Yeah, right. I would go out of my house.
0: <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. Do you think the government's response has
1: been appropriate so far? I think it was slow in the beginning. Of course, hindsight is twenty isn't it? But, um, yeah, I think the response has been pretty good. You know, the, the fact that they come on and talk to us about what's going on every single day and now, say what you want about that, but there's a lot of information in there, and they have a lot of smart people that are around Trump that are doing a lot of talking and keeping everybody informed and telling them what they need to do. But, man, if we could go back to whenever it was, February or whenever it was when we got our first case, would we have shut down – what was it in Seattle, I think, or something like that? the right uh, thing for, for the Yeah. Seattle? Yeah. But – would the right thing have been to do is to shut down the entire city of Seattle. (laughs) Maybe so, (laughs) you know, if you could have quarantined it to just Seattle, then maybe we could have not been where we're at right now. I don't know. So that's why I think our response to it was too slow in the beginning, but now, you know, I use that. I use everything that they say to get all my information because, you know, kitchen guys and kitchen people are the, biggest gospers on the planet so they come in every day with all kinds of wild stories like (laughs) the kitchen guys just told me one the other day there they said hey did you hear they at moscow to keep everybody in their homes they released 50 lions in the city and just let them (laughs) run around they believe it though they believe (laughs) that (laughs) i'm like you guys that's that's not true oh no it's totally true my girl said she saw it on facebook like no no. no, no. <laughs> Just listen to DeWine, listen to the Trump's Trump's press conferences to get your info. Just get your info from there. Fifty lions.
0: <laughs>
1: but that's one of twenty gossipy things that are going around the restaurant every single day. You know? But there's yeah. another you know, there's another interesting hurdle coming up on this, which I don't know if anybody's thinking of because I don't even like to speak it out loud because it's kinda scary. So with the stimulus package, right? Which was great that the government put that together and got that out so quick. And even though there's a bunch of stuff packed on into it that nobody needs, but uh, whatever, the, the money's going to come in really handy if it can ever get its way to the people that need it. But um, so for restaurant owners, there's, there's money in that stimulus package to cover some basic things, rent, water, gas, electric bills, which to give you some idea, Lucky's our uh, gas and electric bills each month are upwards of $3,000 a piece. So that's, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, those are big dollars. You know what I mean? You pack on a rent payment of like $7,000 and you're over $10,000 a month just right there. But so rent, water, gas, electric, and payroll. So there's money. In there for restaurants, you can get uh, access to that, and it can cover those items for you for like two and a half months, twenty six weeks, I believe, till June thirtieth, which is would help greatly, greatly, because then if you have those items covered through the stimulus, you can save all the money you're making now while you're open, and actually have money to open reopen with when the economy kind of when they kind of let people start to come out again, you know, because there yeah. will be an investment there to get going again, because you've just cut your whole restaurant back so much, depleted all of these, your sort, your everything. You're going to need a cash influx to get back up and running again. So anyways, so that's great in the stimulus package for restaurant owners. They can keep people working, keep their business going, keep themselves in a good spot to reopen when this is over. The problem is, is, that there is more money for the average worker to stay home and get unemployment than there is to go to work. So I've got guys that I, you know, I pay $15 an hour. Right. And the only way I can get access to that money as a restaurant owner is if I stay open. So if I pay my guys an average in the kitchen of 15 bucks an hour Well, if they stay home for the next 26 weeks and just collect an unemployment instead, they're going to average like $25 an hour to do that. Really? Yeah, because they tacked on $600 a week onto everybody's unemployment for the next 26 weeks, which is a huge pay increase to them. There's a huge motivator there for people not to work. But the only way as a business owner I can get my hands on any of this money is to stay open and keep working. However, they at the same time offered my whole workforce a better job by just staying home and doing nothing. So this yeah. is going to be a problem. This is going to be a problem, not just for me, but for a lot of people, a lot of business owners, you know, who are really going to depend on that money. Like, oh man, I got to get that hands on some of that stimulus money it's going to be great you know it's going to keep my landlord off my back keep my utilities off my back for the next two months you know well if you can stay open it's there for you if you can't if you can't prove that that's what you're using it for then it's not there for you you know so it's gonna it's gonna get weird (laughs) and i right now nobody that works for me Really understands any of how this works you know. I think they just realized that they've heard their friends who've tried to get unemployment have a miserable time trying to get it so they, I think they're very thankful that they're working right now and getting a paycheck and all that um, but once they kind of realize holy shit I can stay home and make almost two times what I was making when I was working <laughs> you know yeah, that's, that's going to be a problem for people like me yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Are so all no. the restaurant owners in the same boat as you? Are they nervous? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's hard to get restaurant owners to talk to one another because we're very competitive. I mean, at the end of the day, we can all – at the end of the day, restaurant owners don't trust each other or like each other very much. <laughs> I mean, sure, there's some of them out there that get along or whatever. But at the end of the day, we're competitors going after the same market. And, yeah, everybody's in the same boat. So right now you see everybody's Facebook pages are just blowing up with specials and deals and doing whatever you can every day to try to get the crowd to come to yours, your restaurant, not theirs, you know. So it's very cutthroat out there right now. Everybody's trying to undercut the other guy but still maintain some kind of margin, you know. and um, Like I said, every day is like you're reinventing your restaurant. You went from day in and day out. And we all took this for granted too. Day in and day out, coming in, knowing exactly what you're doing every day, you know, just about how much money you're going to do in sales that day. You're going to, you know, just about how many pizzas you're going to sell that day. You go from that to coming into, you really have no idea who's coming in, what you're selling. Is anybody going to come in? What's the, what are they going to say on the news today that's going to affect your sales one way or the other? So, yeah, it's it's a madhouse in the restaurant business, and they're all in the same boat. You know who's not in the same boat? Marco's Pizza. <laughs> Marco's yeah. Pizza, I keep saying, Marco's Pizza is like a cockroach in a nuclear winter. You know what I mean? There's a <laughs> What's going to thrive? cockroach is not that marco's isn't a cockroach i'm not saying that because i eat marco's pizza i like it my kids love it whatever but marco's pizza i'm just jealous of marco's pizza at the end of the day is really what it is <laughs> because here we are in the middle of this big pandemic and marco's pizza sales are going through the roof because <laughs> there you know there's a business a business that's built for delivery you know yeah. they're built for this they are literally built for this all us other guys that are sit-down restaurants are trying to scramble around, trying to figure out how to do what Marcos does every single day. You know. Yeah. So it's a it's a very it's a weird time.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, weird.
1: Absolutely. Have you seen any examples of goodwill throughout these times? Oh sure, I mean a lot from restaurants too. Restaurants right now are, um, you know, a lot of restaurants are out there feeding nurses and doctors and whole entire wings of hospitals and stuff like that, which is, which is, which is cool. But it also makes me question some things right now, because right now we're not hit very hard here in our area. So our hospitals are not overrun like they are, what you see coming out of New York and all that, where the nurses and the doctors are just ready to drop dead from how hard they're working and what a horrific time they're having. Our nurses and doctors aren't quite there yet because we're early. You know, I'm sure it's coming for them. but It's just not there yet. So, you know, you see all these restaurants getting together to feed, you know, all these dirt doctors and nurses. and But, you know, they're not in the thick of it yet. So I question some of those, some of the motivations of some of those restaurants for doing that. And it might be more of a PR game than it is anything else. You know? Yeah. But it's nice to see that that's there and hopefully, you know, they'll still be there doing that for them when those doctors and nurses really need it, you know, when they're really being overrun with sick people and, you know, they're shut down their cafeterias because they just can't keep a sanitary working condition to feed those people in, in a hospital, you know, that's really what it comes down to. So that's where the food's going to come from us, you know? So yeah. we'll, see how, we'll see how many people are still doing that when that's what it's like at the hospitals. Hopefully they all still are, you know, but um and for the most part, restaurants are really you know, part part of being a successful restaurant is being attached to the community and helping out however you can, whether it's in the form of sponsoring, you know, youth sports or, you know, somebody's sick in the community and you have a fundraiser for them to help them out with things. Um, so restaurants have all, you know, that's part of being in the restaurant business is giving back, you know, um, so yeah, you're going to see that from restaurants just during this, they're really going to step up to try to help people. But at some point, every restaurant I think is going to have to make a decision, Mike, we need to close, we need to close for a little while and look after our own people for a second, you know? Because right now, everybody that works in a restaurant feels vulnerable because they can't just stay home. They can't stay home and hide in their apartments or whatever and feel safe. You know, they're out here working, being around people, being around strangers, coming to get their food. You know, at some point, every restaurant's going to have to make the decision we can't do this anymore. We got to send our people home. You know, it's not yep. fair to them to make them keep coming in like this. So. That's what our plan is. I just hope we can make enough money in the meantime to save up to weather that whole, you know, because it'd probably be a month that we would be shut down, I would think, you know. But if somebody yeah. got sick and actually something like died or something really bad happened to somebody that works for me, God, I'd never be able to live with myself. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So
1: that's, that's the question you wake up to every day is how long can I keep doing this before I just got to say for the betterment of everybody, go home. Don't come back for months. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so that's, that's, that's the next big question for us to figure out. And I'm expecting it'll probably be the end of April. So we got maybe three more weeks or something like that of doing this. And people are super generous right now coming into the re- – like the tips that the girls are getting – like, we didn't think people, we didn't think the the way our, our place works is people pull up, they call a phone number that's on a big banner out front to let them know that they're here to pick up their food. And then we have uh, three to four girls working out front that run the food out to the cars. And we thought the tips were going to dry up, right? Yeah. The, tip, the tips got bigger. Like, Because the restaurant was the first industry to get hit by this thing, right? And it got hit really hard, and it was overnight. So I think a lot of people felt bad for their local restaurants. So when the people are coming up, they're dropping these huge tips down on on these girls. You know, They're actually making more money in this scenario than they did when we were open normal hours.
0: That's fantastic.
1: But I keep telling them all, you have to save that money because that will dry up. When people start getting sick around here, they're gonna be more focused on themselves and not so much worried about local restaurant anymore. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I think everybody has that mentality right now. Is there any money that we can make from the owners down to the girls running the food out down to the guy that makes French fries. Everybody's just saving their money for that slowdown. They know it's coming. They know it's coming. I mean, you know. Who knows? Maybe it'll be some kind of miracle in Perrysburg, Ohio, gets spared by coronavirus. I don't think that's going to be the case, but wouldn't that be great?
0: Yeah. (laughs) You
1: know what I mean? But so everybody's kind of planning on that. It's going to be a big slowdown coming, worse than what it is now, way worse. And hopefully that's the time that we choose to send everybody home and shut down for a month. And hopefully we can come back at the end of the month on a better note, like we're starting to come out of this thing kind of deal. You know, yeah, absolutely. So, it's definitely a crazy time for sure. Learn, learn something new every single day that you come into work. (laughs) You thought you knew everything. Turns out you don't know anything. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So.
0: As you can see, the restaurant community is being affected in a dramatic way never seen before. If you are able to, I encourage everyone to support their local restaurants via takeout or other methods. Stay safe, and until next time, I'm your host, Will Scaff.